Hi, friends, and welcome to a very special That Sounds Fun podcast. I'm your host, Annie F. Downs, and happy 100th episode. I know I do a really terrible job numbering them. <laughs> I number them kind of wrong sometimes. And when we do series, like at the beginning of 2018, when we did a series of um, different rhythms and every year at the Christmas party, we lose our numbering. So so what you actually can know is that this is the 100th episode and it made perfect sense for the 100th episode to bring back one of our all-time favorites, your buddy, my buddy, Eddie Koffeltz. It's funny talking to you on this now because it's like old hat now. Right, it used right, to be right. like, you used to be like, Annie, <laughs> and now it's like, hello, lady, I talk to as much as anyone in the world. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> hello, person I did this for an a- two hours with two days ago. Yeah. All right, I'm going to get this gummy gross sound out of my mouth, and I'm ready. Okay. I'm ready to make a memory I here. Have How much hit time? record. I have nothing in front of me right now. Okay. I have nothing prepared. I have nothing. Are yeah, we yeah, fine yeah, with yeah. that? Oh, my gosh. And w- I, I actually assume that's how we always do this. i don't know that after the i don't even know for the first episode that i prepared more than than literally nothing (laughs) literally nothing so eddie today on the show is a special one the reason you're here yeah it's celebratory yeah Uh, we've started (laughs) (laughs) we can if you're ready i'm I'm are you still eating your laura bar you basic basic white girl (laughs) Yeah, but also more than that, talk about the perfect food for podcasting in a very <laughs> fancy mic. I'm like Mr. Eddie eating peanut butter back in the day. Like, What flavor of Larabar are you choosing right now? First of all, this is why you've made it through so many episodes because you ask the hard questions. But I'm, I am I'm eating a hard-hitting journalist. Peanut butter chocolate chip. Oh, for sure you are. That's the best one. <laughs> yeah, I do like the apple pie one, except oh, I that don't. you don't because why? Uh, I don't like that. It feels real cinnamon forward. Cinnamon forward. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's really fun. No, that's really funny. Cinnamon forward. No, I understand. Yeah, because yeah. that's how they had to get around it, isn't it? Because yeah. it wasn't about to be real like uh, butter and crust forward. Because that's right, right, right. Because there's no butter or crust. Right. That's right. That's for county fairs. Yeah. This is Larbar has to go cinnamon forward. <laughs> yeah. So it's just real cinnamon forward for me. And so I can't I can't really feel that. Yes, I agree. And can I say something about being on the show with you today? Sure. I think that I think that what's good is that people don't get enough of us talking to each other. <laughs> <laughs> right? Because we've already we've already done this week two and a half hours of talking yes. to each other, saying whatever. Let's do another hour. Let's do it again. And, you know, Let's just keep going. Why don't you be on the new activist again? And we'll just do a full week of, it's like a very special episode. Hey, do you of, know that we are still talking to Cap all the time, Christian Appalachian Project? We're like moving forward with partnering with them. Okay, I didn't want to ask because I, if like you hadn't, I didn't want you to feel like um, embarrassed. Oh my gosh, but, like, no, I actually told you to ask me. I actually think I told you to follow up. You did, but I am not the kind of person that's going to be able to do that. Okay. Well, I'm glad I will to be, know that would, now because I really asked you to do that. <laughs> well, it's like my friend Rob one time. Uh, he, We were out hiking and he said, uh, I'm going to go in this cave. And this story actually doesn't connect, but I've already started down the story yeah, trail. Go, so go, go. No, There's just, no stopping He it said, now. I'm, I'm going to go in this cave. Can you stand out here? And if I need anything, like you'll hear me yell. And I'm like, absolutely. So, of course, I just start thinking about something else and all of a sudden he taps me on the shoulder he's like where did you go i was like i was i was just wandering around but all that to say, I, i'm not i'm not the friend that's going to keep you that's going to keep you alive that's going to keep did you in he check need you no but when he came out he expected to see me there like a good golden retriever yeah waiting i was about to, to say make- was he in trouble and you just didn't help him i mean no i mean not literally maybe metaphorically but he was he was fine but that's the kind of friend I am. So I'm not going to ask you about Cap, but I will try. I'll try to be better at that. I'm always afraid I'm going like, to embarrass the other person. Well, it no, it's the right thing to do. I told you to ask me, but this time you don't okay. have to ask me because we're doing it. I'm excited. We should do, um, yeah, I want to do like an update show on either your show or my show at the end of this year and just hear what's yeah. going on. Yeah, I think you'll I think you'll like it. It's it's a really fun thing. Yeah, I'm, I'm really excited about it. Okay. So I'm still so grateful that you made that connection for us. 
I love that show. That was such a good show. I got to just watch it happen, and it was it was a really beautiful thing. I loved it. Yeah, I did too. Thank you. But that's not why we're here. No, we're here because a hundred years of podcasting. With Annie <laughs> <Abdans>. <laughs> that is how some of the people feel. We're 100. here because. Do you know what is my favorite thing? Is technically last week we released episode number seventy eight, <laughs> but it's actually episode one hundred. I mean, what a Yahoo! Who lets me do anything? I could not understand that less. Okay, so right. this isn't this isn't the hundredth nope, episode. This is the one hundredth episode, but. I have numbered them wrong from the beginning. Here's the problem is I'll call an episode with a friend, episode number 54 with Emily Freeman, right? And then we'll do five Christmas episodes and I don't add them to those numbers. I call Uh them Christmas party, episode one, Christmas party, episode two. And so there's all these non- uh, sequential episodes that float around these series we've done so that literally uh, the only reason we even knew we were at 100 is because a couple of months ago, Eliza said, no, maybe a month ago, my assistant Eliza said, Hey, if I'm doing my math, right, we'll be at episode 100 in November. And I was like, Oh no. Oh no. I need to go count. Cause we actually may have already passed it. Luckily we didn't. And luckily we, we got to do what we wanted, which was have Edward Kaufholtz on for episode 100. Thanks for using my fancy name for this. <laughs> it, it really is an honor beyond 100th episode. I mean, th- you've done a lot of episodes and had a lot of incredible guests. So I feel lucky that I get to uh, to hang out with you on this, on this, your 79th or 100th <laughs> episode. <laughs> Whichever one it is. Whichever That's one right. it is. What is your favorite thing that comes in groups of 100? Oh, hmm. Ooh, that's interesting because the kids have to do every single year. They've had to do like you have to bring in a hundred things for the hundredth day of school. Yes. And for the for that answer, it's things that we don't have to buy, run out for, can deal (laughs) with in the morning. Don't take a lot of banana (laughs) peels. Right. Exactly. Won't melt all of that kind of stuff. So I a hundred a hundred crayons was or a hundred colored pencils. I think was my favorite last year. Yeah. Ooh, boy, a hundred of anything. Yeah. I mean, my favorite thing ever when anybody's like, if you could have unlimited whatever, what would you, I don't always want plane tickets. So like really? if I, oh, oh yeah. yeah. Cause you want to go to cities all the time, right? All the time, everywhere. It's there's just a list and I start to get itchy of places. What's like, the next one? What's the next, like when I get, when, when Bree and I get some time in the budget and in the calendar, we're going to. Yeah. Well, we have, uh, all we know now is we have to get out of the country. Okay. So we we alternate years. One is year that we go a, is that con- a political statement you're making on my podcast, or is that we, we're going to drive north to Canada to escape this uh, this craziness? Yeah, we go out <laughs> out of the country every other year. This is so boring. Everybody does the same thing, but we go in country uh, one year. Everyone does not go out of the country every other year. Rich guy, that is not. <laughs> this is so boring. This is what everyone uh, does. Right. Everybody <laughs> goes on a, a quarterly cruise through the Riviera. <laughs> who doesn't Who doesn't do that? Because the nanny just stays with the children and we just get a little <laughs> private jet and off we go. Right. Just another normal day. Yeah. What's what's the big deal? Right. Yes. No. So I think uh, the other thing, too, though, is with kids. So kids have really, really uh, it like made parts of our life beautiful. But also, like, we got to get to Tokyo really okay. soon. We, we got to get over there. We got to get to China. Yeah. Um, we keep talking about Cuba. Because now that Boy, it's y'all fairly just doing up, the old communist tour, eh? <laughs> that's well. Not, I mean, that's not a, Tokyo, but the other. Sorry, two. I didn't. I didn't mean to preface. I prefaced it wrong. We only go to communist or former <laughs> communist countries every other year. We go to communist countries. <laughs> yeah, it's we really like that in the bleak midwinter kind of right. vibe. You really love getting a visa. That's what you love. Love, love doing the work to get a visa. Visa and just food is not prevalent mm, mm. you know you don't speak the language <laughs> i don't know where are you going what's your next thing do you go to go do you get to go anywhere for fun or is it always like i'm flying to wherever to speak um you know i love to travel i have currently i do consider um traveling such a work thing that being home is really fun like looking yeah. at my calendar and knowing I'm home for a good chunk of time has been really nice. But yeah. I'm actually going, I don't know if you caught this episode, Eddie, but a few months ago, I got to interview a girl named Jenna Claire Mason, who is, um, she is not Elphaba. She is Glinda, the good witch and the wicked touring oh, cast. No, that's right. Oh man. I, I'm, 
why am I affirming it? It was your show. You were there. I'm not like, right. yes, correct. Right. You're like, that's who she is. And so <laughs> I am going to visit them in Toronto. Oh, now that's nice. Isn't that fun? To when, when are you going? I'm going, that's, they're like, they're, the tour goes there in July. And so Jenna Claire and Mary Kate, the Alphaba, and I have just stayed friends. And so they have been like, come up, come up, come find a show that you can come to and come hang with us. And so but because of my other travel plans, there's a nice little window where event number A, I go and do the event and then I fly to Toronto and then event number B, you're welcome, I fly yeah. from Toronto to the event. And so it worked out great. So that's my next fun trip. I'm really excited about it. I've never been in Toronto. Have you? Uh, no, I haven't. I've been to a lot of Canada, but I've never been to Toronto. I hear, hear it's pretty cool. I think I'm off on this, but but so correct me if I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. I'm picturing Prince Edward Island from Anne of Green Gables. I don't think so. I think Toronto, <laughs> I think I'm I think very Toronto wrong. is more like Detroit, but up in Canada. Yeah, I think I used to, I do watch a show called Suits. You're one of our favorite princesses used to be on it. <laughs> our favorite Duchess of Sussex. Our de- <laughs> <laughs> which we are for sure we, about to talk about. We are right about to, because relevant, well, keep going, keep going. No. Yeah, 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 yeah. So uh, Suits is filmed in Toronto. So that is what I actually picture. But in my heart, going to Canada means going to Prince Edward Island. Yeah, no, that's going to... Have you gotten your girls into Anne of Green Gables yet? No, we're going to try to get into uh, C.S. Lewis this, you know, this year, do the whole Narnia series, or at least Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. And then we'll work into all of the classics. What is that about for you? Why do you want to read that to them? Oh, well, first of all, our youngest daughter, Lucy, is named after Lucy in the book. So it was... No, that's literally who y'all named her after. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Oh, I did not know that. She just, that's beautiful. Yeah, because she just had that beautiful childlike faith, and we loved her. But then also, when the movie came out, and I know a lot of... Like, I already loved the character, but then when the movie came out, that little girl was just so perfect. Oh, uh, she... Wasn't she just perfectly cast? And it was like... Very rarely does the book match the movie, but that little girl like did the same thing to your heart that the book did. The book did. Yep. Oh, you're so into this and surprise. I need to Google and see what she looks like as a teenager or do we not want to know? No, it's like the, like we were talking about this the other day, like the kid from, uh, what, what did you say? Oh, Jerry Maguire. Yeah, from Jerry Maguire. He's weirdly muscly. No, yeah, but not all of them because his head is still. Right, his head's still very small. Very small and eight, yeah. eight pounds. And you cannot control, when you're a muscle person, you cannot work out your head. Your head is your head size forever. <laughs> That's right. That's and funny. so there's nothing he can do. That's right. His it's, head is his head size. You cannot work out your head. You can only mm-hmm. get up to your neck. And those are the most yeah. hardcore people. Yep. Yep. Um, and that's not Jerry Maguire's kid. Nope. And then the other thing with Renee Zellweger's kid. Renee Zellweger. What's happened to her? What happened to her face? She changed everything. Did she? She had a lot of like oh. a lot, like a lot of work done. Oh, it's like a thing. You have to go Google it. She got a lot of work done and doesn't even look like herself. I hope she's happy with it. Right? Like, Me too. Because that people, is, I mean, because people probably pushed back pretty hard. People like kind of like I personally did, and she doesn't even know me. <laughs> I personally, but I pushed back hard on what she did. Yeah, that was one of your main platforms for a while. Until yeah, that's how, that's how I got elected. Yeah, <laughs> I went with the Re- Renee Zellweger platform. The what happened to Renee Zellweger? <laughs> it's a pretty, it was a pretty mean time for you. <laughs> it was a dark season your, for you, Annie. Yeah, your first like your your um the oh man, that was a bummer. I wish I would have gotten that quicker. But the uh, what what's like the pitch when you pitch a book? Uh, your book proposal? Yeah, your original proposal for 100 Days to Brave actually had a lot, a lot more to do with Renee Zellweger. <laughs> it did. It was mostly... It a, did. They had me cut all of that. Yeah, it was like a 300-page burn on her. And <laughs> it was like a burn book, like in uh, Mean Girls. <laughs> that's right. That's right. No, no, no. We'll have her on the show someday. And I'll just say, you're beautiful now. You were also beautiful then. You're right. And I hope, I hope she's just happy. I hope she's not like running from anything. That's the always the thing that makes me nervous when someone gets a lot of work done. I hope it's just like, yeah, why not? Some people get tattoos. Some people don't like, it's just a preference thing. I always get nervous that it's like they were just, they could not take what they were looking at. Yes. It's one thing. If there is no reason behind it, it is another thing. Yeah. I'm with you. If there's quite a reason behind it. Okay. Can we talk about the princess? Because the relevant podcast would not let you and I go in on that Royal wedding. Like we can and want to No, all the boys on that show of which I am one, but I also, (laughs) that was an interesting preface to that. Yeah. (laughs) All those boys. I'm one of those boys. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) 
<laughs> so the royal wedding, what'd you think about it? Well, I just loved it. I just love mm -hmm. her. As you and I, as you know, I am really binging the crown right now. Mm -hmm. And so I just feel like I really understand that family. <laughs> Where are you at in it? I am halfway through the very final episode. Oh, so you like get you know the whole you know the whole story. I know the whole story. Yeah. It is really crushing, isn't it? Yes. I mean, you, you know, just have no idea how deeply sad it is. So sad. And even if just a bit of it is true, it's a, right. it's a real bummer. And it, at least a bit of it has to be true. As I, I have just been actively treating this like a documentary. And I know that's wrong. <laughs> that's not that's not the right way to do this. But I have just been treating because literally there's just no way that anyone knows the conversations that happened in Queen Elizabeth and Prince Philip's bedroom on a boat. Yeah. There's no way. But I sure act like someone was there recording it. I act like this is reality television. Oh, completely. And also, like, even if I got off the podcast interview with you right now and wrote down a couple quotes from you, I would get it so wrong. And I was right here and it just happened. I would completely... Okay. Right? This is a fascinating line of conversation, Eddie, because I was just... I had a conversation yesterday. Yeah. And I was recounting pieces of it to a friend this morning. And yeah. I said... I am only going to tell you this one time because I don't want to write a story that was not there. Oh. Right? Because the more I, because I'm such a storyteller that the more I tell a story, the more it becomes a story. Yeah. And the more the fight becomes worse or the love comment becomes love, true love. And, you know, like everything, because you are writing the narrative of your own stories when you retell your stories. Well, and also in a like you're also getting the feedback from it too. So you're kind of realizing almost like a stand-up comedian, like, oh, that joke, that joke kind of landed, or that little part of it really, really got him. So we're gonna like keep that uh -huh. part, but we're gonna get rid of the little but you do it, but when you're a storyteller or a preacher or even just you know, somebody that likes to get a reaction out of someone, you you kind of craft it, it's interesting you say that you do really craft that narrative. And ten times in, you've got a different story, even though you were just trying to tell a factual like right. recounting of it. And so I have found that my heart tends to believe the story I told the 10th time better than it believes what, what it was actually there for the first time. <laughs> now, is there anything wrong with that, though? Because aren't we just crafting, in a way, the memories that we want to have in our own life? Like, aren't we? Aren't we I mean, I think that's... I think that's entirely true. As long as it's but, not lying, right? Right, right. But I also think for Annie's sake, there is wisdom in, uh, I think I learned a valuable lesson in 2017 that mm. you walked with me through, that I can hear a piece of a story and write a story and believe that story and operate out of that story. And the other people in the story may not write the whole story that I wrote. Yeah, that's right. I know what you mean. Right? I know what and you so mean. And so I can craft, and because I am such a storyteller, and I and I do remember random details all the time, I can craft a thing. I can write a whole show like uh, The Crown about my life. And, and it, well, I mean, I kind of do in my books hmm. to some degree. And then I have to say to other people, does this read, is this what you remember? Does this read true to you? Wow. Does anybody ever say like, no, that was... Yeah. And uh, I actually just sent out my new book that comes out in October. I just sent it out to the people who are in it. Really? And yeah, I just did and said like, okay, here's the page number you're on. You're welcome to read as much as you want, but here's the page you are on. If you want a different name, tell me now. If you want the story out altogether, tell me now. If you remember this different than me in a way that makes the story dishonoring to you, tell me now. Oh, wow. And, and no one's pushed back on this book on... So far, on in Let's All Be Brave, there was one person who said something to the effect of, well, that's not exactly how I remember it, but I honor that that's how you remember it, so you can do that. Right. They said, when I signed your yearbook and said you should call me this summer, I wasn't talking about this. <laughs> that's right. Who are you? Why do you continue to write about me? That's right. Oh, my gosh. Can you imagine? Yeah, Lord kinda. have mercy. <laughs> oh, my okay, gosh. Okay. I, Royal wedding, though. We got to keep moving. I, though. How do wanna, we do this? How because, do we do this? <laughs> oh, yeah. Because already, why do I read Narnia to my kids? Gone. Why are we? Uh, yeah. like, there's so much stuff that you just have to pick and choose. Like, well. I know. We'll Let's go back to Narnia and Royal Wedding. But Royal Wedding, and then I do want to hear more about the Narnia because I do care. Mm, okay. Well, let's go Royal Wedding because in case we run let's out of time. Let's save all things Brit. Yeah, yeah. It, Royal Wedding first, though, because if we run out of time, I don't want to miss out on that. We can get to... Sure. Yeah. Um, 
what was your favorite of the whole wedding? What what or and even the processional and recessional? What was mm-hmm. was there one moment that just kind of hit you? Well, I mean, I think the the easy low hanging fruit answer is the pastor. I liked him, but here's what I liked. Yeah, I loved when he looked at Prince Harry and called him brother. Yeah, and we looked at Meghan Markle and called her sister. Yeah, I thought he is make he is treating them like humans. Well, and I loved about that moment. In addition to that. I, I was that moment revealed to me like, oh, they've sat in his office like every other premarital couple or he's visited them at the castle or something. But like, oh, yeah, you think he, so? You think he did premarital with them? He had to have met them. at some like this wasn't. Yeah, 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 yeah. You could tell that the way he was speaking to them, this was not a cold relationship. There was a warmth in that relationship. And it yeah, just you're right. made me happy because I was like, oh, that's a regular thing that people have to do before they get married is be yep. with the pastor yep. at least once or twice and so that yep. he or she knows what to say. And I I love that. Yeah, so you like that yeah. guy. What was your favorite part? Oh, the choir. The, at the end, singing. When they sang Stand By Me? Yeah. Really? By far. Because that was... Uh, so the pastor was an Episcopal priest. So he's halfway Catholic. And I... Like, we are kind of used to that preaching. Granted, his sermon was exceptional, but we, like, mm-hmm. we weren't like, there wasn't a cultural dissonance there. We've we've seen all kinds of sermons and have enjoyed just really fiery, thoughtful, personal sermons before. So I wasn't, like, being, like, I think the queen was probably uh, fairly, you know, shocked. <laughs> and a lot of the people yeah, in there yeah, were yeah. like, I've never heard this kind of speaking. But I loved it, and I loved what he did. But that choir, to me, was the moment where the cultures of all that they brought in just exploded in one room because you've got this massive hall. It's granted, it's like the smaller of two chapels, but like the queen will be will be buried under the floor there. This is yeah, old. Yeah. This is steeped in mystery. Some of the great like stories from our known history have happened in and around that room. And there is a gospel choir singing from their toes and it's just echoing through those rafters. Something yeah. about it just was like, everything has mixed up now. And I, that was the, the moment I liked. Plus the choir director's hair was a thing of perfection. Man, that took work. She took time to get there. Yeah. And the guy that, that did that hair. I, yeah. That I loved that part. Did you not like it as much? You seem surprised. I am surprised that that's your favorite part. I didn't love them singing Stand By Me only because that song has never meant that kind of, has never been used in a wedding setting to me. It's always been used in a summer camp setting to me. Yes, yes, yes. And so I needed to check out of that song and check back in, if that makes sense. And go like, okay, this is exactly what this could be. Oh, I can see how this works here, you know? Yes, that's right. They could have, to me, they could have been singing anything. The song was not particularly yeah. like, oh, this is, it was actually kind of a slightly generic, you know, like song. Like they, did, right. they did it per- perfectly, but it's like a really popular common song. But yeah, I, like, that's right. Yeah. And you love Meghan Markle, right? I think she's great. Yeah. I think she I is fun. And she's going to be so fun. I think she's fun and fiery. And uh, I'll be curious how they, I, I can't imagine the pressure that she's under. Just like even just stuff she wears. I mean, can you imagine that kind of attention? I know. And the switch and being like a person right. who like can live freely to being a person who cannot live freely. Right. Like she got up at the, what was it? The UN, I, I forget. It was the clip that everybody was watching. The the was it like It wasn't the General Assembly, but it was something big and dignified. And she called, she said, you know, I'm a, she, she called herself a feminist, right? And she talked about equal rights of women. I, I'm really doing a terrible job at this, but it was one of those like, like, oh, wow, going look good for you. She would never, I wonder if she'd ever be able to say that now. Like, has she lost her voice right. or will she lean in and double down? Because there is a certain responsibility, I would imagine, that comes with marrying into that family. Right. Oh, I yes. You'd, you have to just give up everything you thought your life was going to be. That's what Prince Philip really struggles with in season two of The Crown, if you'll recall. <laughs> We're really having girl talk, aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> Eddie, I brought you on here for this 100th episode for some girl talk. Uh, like, I'm fully immersed in this and really comfortable with this, but then I step back and I think of <laughs> our, you know, my my buddies or our friends or the relevant people. What would they... That is so funny. What do we need to talk about to bring this uh, more gender neutral for you? Oh, no, I'm comfortable. Um, um, uh, uh, have you ever been to Australia? 
It's a great question. I haven't. And I don't have a huge desire, but I know that I'm wrong. Yes. Because to, I yeah. want to go to Australia Zoo because I used to really love Steve Irwin. Really? The crocodile hunter. Yeah, I know. And he's masculine. That's why that's what I where I was going with that. I have his autograph. You do? Why were you? I this? have him and his wife and their dog, Bindi Sue. They named their dog Bindi Sue? Yeah. When that's they, I, I think I think the daughter, Bindi, is named after the oh, uh, what is it? No, Bindi might be the daughter. Wait, what was the dog's yeah, name? Yeah, the daughter is Bindi. That's why I was curious. Oh, okay, okay. The do- then the dog has a similar I need to locate that signature. It's somewhere in my office. You really? I got it in 1998. I sent a letter to the Australia Zoo, and they mailed me back an autographed 8 by 10 No kidding. Yes. (laughs) So that's why why I want to go. Why were you so into him? I just thought he was, I'm sure he was an Enneagram 7. Like, I'm sure. He just was fun. Yeah. And he, he always was having fun. And I thought, and you know, I didn't know any grammar barely myself. Do I still? Let's preach that. <laughs> but I knew that I really liked how he lived his life. And it wasn't about animals. I don't particularly care for animals, but it was about how he lived his life. You're not like anti-animal. It's just not like, you're just not like a huge animal person. Uh, what, what would constitute anti-animal? Killing them? No, but like you're not. Uh, yeah, I guess that's true. Just killing them. Yeah, I don't kill them. Yeah. I'm not anti. I'm not death to animals. I'm also not. I would love to care for that as part of my family. Yeah, I understand what you're saying. To me, the problem with Australia, and I I know I'm wrong, it's really about as far away as you can go from at least where we're at. And and it's just like far away America, it feels like to me, but with a little bit different stuff. Doesn't it? Uh, I just need our Australian people to tell me that you're... I need them to tell me that you're wrong because I haven't been there. Like, But if I'm going to fly that far... I want to get into Africa. I want to get into Asia. I want to go to places that are so culturally different from me. Right. Because that's what I really like about traveling. I really like being disoriented. And I love that feeling of just, I, I don't know, not having. See, I hate that. But I get that you love that. I can see how you love that. Huh. You don't like that? Uh, no, I don't like that feeling at all. You don't like expo- like exploring a new place and just going on Yelp or whatever? That's interesting. Mm, no, no, that's not really my no, I don't. I don't love doing that. But I can see how I can see how that would be fun in the right circumstance. I don't do that alone. Yeah, probably. yeah, I know what you mean. Um, while you were telling me about Alaska, let me tell you what happened in my office. I have a <laughs> diffuser in my office because I'm allergic to my desk. Have I ever told you this? Yeah, I've told you that on the show, but on the relevant show. Yeah, before. yeah. And it just spilled everywhere. Just my leg caught it and it just spilled oily water oh my everywhere. Gosh. Annie, Who need- celebrates a 100th episode like that? You- That's a real party. Yeah. Do you need a moment to clean up? Or no, no, are no. You good? no, 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 no. I just, I looked down and I thought, yeah, okay. It got all that stuff wet, but all right. So that's kind of what I did. Okay. I have questions about the hundred year anniversary. Can I talk about this for a second? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, and for the people listening, we haven't forgotten Chronicles of Narnia. Yeah. Well, okay. Sometimes people get real worked up when I don't go back to the thing we say we're going to go back to. Yeah. It's also really not that big. I'll just say it real quick. The reason okay. I think Chronicles of Narnia is because I think, um, like we read the Bible to kids every day and they kind of are understanding stories, but I want them to start to internalize the mystery and beauty of it. And Mm. they're just abstractly think they're six and five. They're just abstractly thinking enough to, I think like if I'm able to say like, Hey, like the character of Aslan is also God. Like they they might be able to get that. And I think if they can, I think for the first time they may feel that like, well, to quote it, that, that warming, right. That strange warming in their soul. Maybe not. Maybe not. But that's the hope for Narnia, that they're just able cognitively to get that. Um, Okay. A hundred years of podcasting. I would like to... I'm ready. I have a few questions. One, when you decide you have zero podcast, zero episodes Mm -hmm. under your belt, and you're just thinking about this show. And and I'm asking this because I've done 30-something episodes of like The New Activist, and it is so similar and different that I, I can't imagine what happens over a hundred episodes. So mm-hmm. zero episodes. What are you thinking? Why are you making a podcast? What's the thesis of the show to start? Do you know what's funny? I'm not sure I've ever told this story, but Ted Decker is an author that I adore. Like I've loved his stuff for years. Yeah. And his PR people reached out to me and said, Ted Decker wants you to interview him or somehow he wanted me to talk to him about his new book. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, of course. By then I'd done a little bit of interviewing and hosting for the If Gathering. And so I guess they had seen it there and said, we'd love for you to do that. And I was like, yeah, I'd love it. Where do you want to release it? And they said, 
oh, wherever you want to. And I was like, I, I don't know how you release audio files. What do you like? Mm. What do you want me to do? And they said, well, would you have you ever thought about starting a podcast? And I said, that sounds fun. And literally, that's how the podcast. <laughs> so you really just needed a vehicle to be able to talk to this interesting person. Yep, that's right. That's okay. how it started. And then I, I went, that was really fun. I wonder if someone else would want to be on it. Yeah. And I wonder what else I would talk to people about. And so that's when I started going like, which of my friends can I get to sit down and talk to me on a recording? Huh. And there she blows. That's how it happened. How did you originally do the show? Because now you're like in a fancy studio and someone edits it. It's a whole mm -hmm. thing. How did you do the? Oh, my gosh. Technically, how did you do the first shows? Because they did sound different. They sound so <laughs> different. I recognize. So anyone who goes back into season one, which we'll call the first like 12 episodes. Yeah. They sound terrible because I had one microphone and we'd sit on either side. But that's what we did with John Chris episode two. But it worked because it, um, Chad is amazing. Yes, yes. And uh, I did another one like that too recently. Oh, Jenna Claire. Those two are the two that I've oh, yeah. sat down with one microphone between us. But uh, <laughs> so Chad does the magic. Now, back then it was the one microphone. And then I'm not exaggerating when I tell you I would record for 40 minutes and edit for six hours and not like editing the content. We don't hardly ever edit any of the conversation. It was adding the intro and adding the music and having it fade up and fade down. And Oh my gosh, I was, it was, I was terrible at it. You didn't and ed so, you edit it. Did you? Yes. That is a huge amount of work. It was so much work. You know, you do your own show. I know, but you I like, do it. I'm like a nerd and love that stuff. Like I would rather, yeah, I hated it. Oh, I would rather edit and produce my show than actually be on it. Yeah, no, no, no. I super hated it. And so after season one, like wow. I can't remember, eight, ten episodes, when people were listening and telling me they liked it, I thought, okay, if I'm going to keep doing this, I can't keep doing this. Wow. And so, and that's literally when Chad and his family moved to Nashville. Oh. And so I thought, well, I'll just reach out to Chad Snavely because I know who he is through right. my friends in Orlando. Right. And I'll welcome him to Nashville and see if he wants to help me with my podcast, if I can pay him. Wow, that's incredible. So it really I know. That's so much. Okay. Well, we're we're a bit of a grassroots effort over here, Eddie. We are not we're not a big fancy thing. We're grassrootsy. I will say though, I mean, through all of it, the consistent piece of it is is it's you very honestly, just like you are chatting with your friends. Cause I I heard you first on the show before we ever met. And I was yeah. a little curious when I met you, like, are you gonna be real quiet? Are you going to like what? No, you're basically. Which I was. I've just been so quiet the whole time we've been friends. So <laughs> yeah, almost, right. almost silent. So introverted and silent. <laughs> no, no, nothing to say. Um, right. Yeah. No but it's really been you. Okay. Of the hundred, has there been one episode or maybe more than one, but has there been one that really kind of hit you hard either because it was just, it was so funny or it was just so personal or it was so different or something that was mm -hmm. like, you look back on the shows and that for you personally, not like the number of people listen to it, but for you, sure, sure, sure. Annie, that one kind of sticks in your soul. Yeah, there's a couple. Uh, the funniest one I think we've ever done is your first one. <laughs> like the one that I that I laughed till I couldn't breathe is where you talked about how how sandals aren't appropriate for anyone. <laughs> That's I still hold right? very strongly to that. <laughs> <laughs> Which is an incredible stance for a Floridian because y'all have to have them. We have to have them and I do wear them and they are filthy. I do not right. like <laughs> <laughs> You hate everything about it. I get it. Right, right, right. Um I so that one and Dave Barnes yeah. Second set. He, he has one at the very beginning when I edited that's funny, but his second one is really funny when I didn't have to worry about editing. Kevin Queen, our pastor here at Crosspoint, his yeah. is really special to me because he told his whole story of getting here. Oh, um, I remember and that. Literally, I just kind of said to him, do you just want a long form place where you can tell the whole story once and then send it to whoever wants to hear it? And so that he had all these people from his church where he came from and all these people from here at Crosspoint that got to hear the whole story without him telling it 55,000 times. Yeah, I remember, didn't you, this is sounds like a weird fault, didn't you cry on that one? Yeah, for sure I did. I yeah. just remember it being very emotional. Like it was a yeah. very personal, like yeah. that was interesting, that one, because that was your pastor. This is more than just right. a pastor. This is like, this is like your person. Yeah, and you know what's interesting too, Eddie, is mm. that 
one of the things I have absolutely loved about this show, about this podcast, is that all my friends who listen have walked with me from literally the week that our pastor left in 2016. Yeah. Through the year where we had the 10 months where we had no one to the announcement of Kevin to the to Kevin coming and, and to Kevin coming and talking on the show to seeing what has happened with Crosspoint in the last 10 months to just a couple of weeks ago where Crosspoint released their first song that has come out of the house since since Kevin Hmm. And the guys who wrote it came on the show and talked about it and talked about the song. And I went like, oh, yeah. Oh, this isn't just a podcast. Like these people are walking life with me. That is so interesting. It, was there one? I, I will stop just drilling you with questions soon. But I just am, no, I don't well, the, I know I do. Hey, I'm like, I'll answer your questions. But I feel like the people want you to make us laugh more than they want to hear. I'm sorry. I just have one. more. What, what, no, 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 there, you can ask questions because I would never ask these to myself. Has there been anyone that, and you don't have to name names, but has there been anybody that you've had on the show that you were pumped to talk to them and it just disappointed you? Uh, there have been a few episodes too that come to my mind where I think you wanted something different out of this than I did. Oh, I know what you mean. And so I went, oh, I'm glad we did this. Mm -hmm. um, but And I'm happy that I got to introduce you to my friends who listen. You thought this was going to go differently than I was, and I drive the bus here. Hmm. So. Yeah. So not disappointed with the human, because they're all still my friends, but, dis yeah. but disappointed for the person that they came in with an expectation yeah. that we were never intending to meet. We never quite get the dance right. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's it, right. That's it, right. It just doesn't quite work. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I also a, love. Here's some other one. Let me say yes, some others that I love yes, though. Yes. I really loved Dansby Swanson, the baseball player. Mm -hmm. I loved Tim Shaw's. I love John Chris. I love Corey Asbury's. I mean, all the. I'm listing all dudes, but the women are awesome too. Like, yeah. like Christine Kane is coming up at uh, actually next week, and it's a really strong interview conversation yeah. thing. I, I just you can't. I, this somehow, Eddie, this little medium is like the, my, my sweetest spot I've been in, in my job before, because I'm literally getting to talk to my friends and introduce them to my friends. Yeah. And is your natural stance a podcaster or writer? Like what's your, well, most... I would have told you writer. Well, they, they stretch different muscles, right? Mm -hmm. But if, if you put a, if you put a confetti gun to my head and said, <laughs> you've got one thing you get to do for the rest of your life and all your art comes from that. Yeah. I think it would be this and I would desperately miss stages and books. Yeah. So those, know. so doing these three things, this is all I can do. In fact, we have a little list on our wall. You've seen it before because of the podcast, but yeah. of yeses and nos. Mm -hmm. And literally the only things in the yes column are, are books, stages, podcast, <clears throat> everything else we say no to now, because those are the three things that I love and the three things that my friends love resource wise and um the thing three things that make me feel like i'm alive every day yeah if someone put a confetti gun to my head uh -huh. immediately i make eye contact with them and the theme to flash dance comes on what a feeling <laughs> and i am and what happens next what happens next i am dancing around the room and this body is exploring a space because that's my art <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if anybody's ever i just that's how i it, like all of on my whiteboard Yes, it's just underneath it. It just says dance. And dance. then all the nose is just everything that's not dancing. <laughs> <laughs> that's all. What? There are people who make a living dancing. It's just not us. It's unfathomable to me. Not that they make a living. You think it living. would be so amazing? Uh, no. Because every time I watch a clip of any... I mean, it, the truest part of it is I have never understood... Oh, this is not going to be good. But you know what? Let's just do it, right? It's just me. I'll just get in trouble. I've never understood dance as art, though I know that it is. Okay. Like, but every time... <laughs> this is weird. But you feel like music is art. You know, and I think dance is art. But I'm saying, like, I can hear music. I can put on a song and just, to, just be very moved. I can read a book and just be completely touched. I have never seen dancing ever that has done anything to me other than, like, oh, I see that man is jumping around. Like, I just don't... <laughs> it has never, ever moved me. Has dance moved you? Uh, no. No, I don't think it... Like, I've never watched a ballet and cried purely from the ballet. Dancers. No, it's always... No, ballet, to me, is always the music. Yeah, th that's... A, music for sure can move me. 
like that. I have yet to experience uh, dance do that to me. Right, because you, on this... the other hand, get can get a confetti gun to the head, and you're going straight into dance moves. Yeah, because I think that my dancing moves others, and I just am a giver <laughs> in that way. <laughs> and you think the guy with the confetti gun, or girl, let's just, it's 2018, the person <laughs> with the confetti gun is either going to join you or just walk away? Yeah, and and have you heard that song, What a Feeling? Yeah. You know uh, that song. Yes. What a you, feeling. You can't. <laughs> Oh, you can't hear that song and not get into it. That no, what's you the can other tap one? your toe. You can pretend like you don't. I mean, I think Journey, "Don't Stop Believing." It's hard to hear the whole sa- song and not somehow engage with it. Yes, but the ultimate though in that category of songs that are purely they're 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 otherworldly in what they do to you is uh, uh, "Africa" by Toto. Oh, listen. My friend Reed, when one time when we were at Georgia, he was from Marietta as well. I think this is how I'm remembering the story correctly. So I'll get corrected by him or his family if I'm wrong. <laughs> I think I remember him telling me he listened to that song on repeat for the drive from college home. <laughs> just the whole time for eight, you know, an hour and a half, just the whole time. Oh man, it's so easy because then you start to work out the harmonies as you're listening to it. Oh, for sure. You can sing a hundred different parts. Did you know Is that, that the only song they ever did? No, but I was uh th- I think that was their biggest song, but you know what actually was a lot bigger is that the drummer and most of the people in that band were the studio band that made uh Thriller, Michael Jackson's album. <gasps> what? Yeah, cuz I did not know that. Yeah, there was some like he kind of freaked out in a good way when he heard Toto and he brought them in and they were the they were most of the studio band for uh, for it. So you can get like, these people are hit factories. That drummer, yeah. all all he has to do is start and you're like, okay, I'm just making gold records now. <laughs> and dancing. There is a fable in Nashville about where you can like point at a house and someone will say, oh yeah, you know the guy who wrote Toto, it's not just Toto, but I'm using right. that as an example. Right. You know the guy who wrote Toto owns that house and the three next door to it and he never wrote another song. But you know, like, right. but he makes so much money off of that one song that he's lived off of it. There's all sorts of fables like that around here of like that, you know, all you got to do is hit that one song, get that one hit that nobody forgets. Well, even a semi hit. I had a friend uh, that I uh, went to church with back in the day and he just sort of never worked that much. And it's because one time he wrote a song and it got picked up on like a Motorola phone ad. And that was... <gasps> kind of it i mean i don't think he's like independently wealthy for the rest of his life did but he write not... hello moto <laughs> no <laughs> no it wasn't that but it was have. something really close to that and it was like <laughs> it was like oh that's that's it yeah that's all you have to do what are you feeling about new activists are you still really enjoying it i am yeah especially since uh, well i get a little break so i get to breathe a little bit it gets a little yeah, heavy yeah, yeah. do you it do gets... seasons i have to um yeah 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 because because practically I just have a whole IJM job that's not yeah the you actually activist. have another job yeah y- yeah so there's that also with it I I just get a little bit of um, need activist kind of deep talk fatigue uh-huh, uh, uh-huh. and and I just find myself blown through uh, blown you know through them and I just am like I need a break to start caring again not that I don't care but it's just it's it's like a heavier show you know yeah um, yeah yeah. Um, we just had Jessica Honiger, who is oh yeah, Connor, and Noonday. She's amazing. Yeah, we I just love talking to her, and I think she um, or um, maybe another special guest are going to end the season. That I'll take a few months off, Ooh. but I love it. Yes, yeah. I we will take a couple of weeks off in August, and yeah, but we don't we don't really do seasons just because I keep wanting to do it. I don't know, but you never get tired of it. No. I know yeah. that's silly, but I really no, don't. It's, Just because it's I'm it is for me at this point, because Chad's the greatest. For me, it's sitting down and talking to a friend of mine and then hitting stop. And then three days later I listen to it and make sure that it all sounds right and give a thumbs up and that's it. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess the same is said can be said for us on relevant. You know, if folks right. haven't listened to it, you know, of course we're on the relevant podcast and we get to do that together. I mean, that's the that's just two hours a week of goofing around. And yeah. then you're how like, many sh- you've been on a lot of those shows? How many shows have you been on there? Yeah, I started in somewhere in like the 340s or 350s. And we, we just, just hit 600. So you've 600. passed. Okay, give me the tips. What do you learn after 100 shows? Tell me what I don't know. 
zero preparation. I, I <laughs> continue as you are. Doing. Even even if you have a, even if I have a joke in my head that I think I should bring to the show, every single time I've ever tried to bring it, it bombs. So it's just mm. zero. Like I have a joke right now that I've been laughing at, and it's just silly and so dumb. But I will not say it on the show because I just know it just does not work that way. It You're is just purely it. yeah. It is there is a very um. Hold on. What did you just say? I said, yeah, but I wasn't really listening and I'm sorry. I said, you're just holding on to it. Yes, that's right. Okay. <laughs> sorry, I, w- I wasn't listening. No, you were with me. But it's not like, you know, holding on to it. It's just, it's a very authentic place. So you just cannot <laughs> come loaded. You just have to figure out, you know, you just have to be present with people. What do you think? What have you learned? Been on it for like That's what I don't know. Months. I mean, I don't, I've never, I've never done more than a hundred of a, the same podcast before. So I don't know. I mean, we've got the rest of the year planned out. We have an awesome, I go, I might as well go ahead and tell you what we're Why doing not? for Christmas. Cause it involves you. We're doing 12 days of Christmas and doing 12 shows in a row. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> Isn't that awesome? I know. Is it going to, is it going to be like, I'm on the like five golden rings? Episode? Yes. Yes. Awesome. That's exactly how it's going to go down. Uh, we have an episode. We have, I don't know how we were able to pull this off Eddie, but we locked down Santa for one of the episodes. Uh, that's going to be incredible. Uh, is it, <laughs> right. Is, is it on Which Zencaster? Is, or how do you, how uh, do you... He, no, he is going to be in studio. That is really impressive. Thank you. Yeah. Well, that's why we started working on it in May because we knew we had to grab him. Which day will he be on? Have you figured it out? Uh, no, we don't know that yet. We haven't, we haven't quite laid it out, but we know we're doing that for Christmas. And the, the beautiful thing is, is that so many of my friends will say, Hey, can I be on the show? Can I come back to the show that we just kind of like, plug them in and so we've got there i mean literally we have the whole rest of the year done just about on thursdays and then like your show is today we're adding monday shows um yeah. when we have them yeah i would like to request six geese a lang for mine <laughs> okay i don't know if your friends are taking spots but you know whoever it is okay if there's, if there's somebody Eliza, uh, yes. throw eddie on the six geese a lang yeah <laughs> What am I we're not going to do the traditional thing of because the truth is the 12 days of christmas starts on christmas day uh-huh. Which I get it. I know. I know everybody. But everybody know. can settle down. But like settle down. I want it to end right before Christmas. I don't want it to start on Christmas. We've talked about my Christmas hard and fast rule, haven't we? About when Christmas ends. Like it ends the minute that you finished <laughs> eating the last piece of food, right? Yeah, I mean, you, you end Christmas at rapid pace. Yeah. When I wake up on the 26th, it is a complete zeroing out of our life. There is... <laughs> It is free reign. If I can make time to get outside that day and pull down lights, out of here. And if mm-hmm. God forbid something is up in the week kind of leading up to New Year's Eve, I mean, that's overwhelming. Really? The fact that there would still be a light up on New Year's <laughs> Eve. We're in a whole different part of the year. We're in a whole new holiday. Get it together, people. There was a guy, can I tell you something awful that happened on Twitter one yes. time? It was a guy and I said, just, I, I really changed my whole Twitter life this year. But I... uh Back in the snarky days, I said, it's January 2nd. If you still have your tree up, there's something wrong with you. Uh I don't know uh what it was. It wasn't funny, but it was just (laughs) snark for snark's sake, and it was pointless. And somebody said, somebody emailed back. He's like, well, my wife has been diagnosed with cancer, and we've been walking through chemo, and we haven't gotten to take down our tree. And I'm going to be honest to God, inside my heart, I thought, well, I mean, you had time to put up the tree. Oh, my gosh. I mean, if you know, right, you take the tree you hit the tree down. That's a big deal. Oh Just, uh, get somebody. Get somebody that's doing like take them a meal to take Lord, down the tree. But Lord, whatever. Lord have mercy on your soul. On your <laughs> I love very how- soul. I love how engaged you were and then how quiet you were just to let the moment pass. And <laughs> just let take, it happen. Not to, not to take ownership. No, 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 no. Those emails can go to Eddie at, no, I'm just kidding. Um, okay, so that's what, so all I know about what to keep doing on the show. Oh, Eddie, I haven't even told you this. We did a, in May, for the whole month of May, we did a, um, a survey that people filled out and thousands mm-hmm. of our friends filled it out for us. And so we like oh. literally know who's listening now and what they love. And, and so what's really fun is that there's a couple of things, people like a couple of themes of like, do this a little different, do this a little different. And, but a lot of them are like, yeah, 45 to 60 minutes. Yeah. Once a week, once a week or twice a week. Yeah. We love meeting your friends. And so when I think about the next hundred shows, I think like, mm. I think if it ain't broke, you know? Well, totally. And as long as the secret sauce is you. So as long no. as you're enjoying it, because that's, that's the same thing with relevant. It's the same thing with Right. Like if you if we're not doing well as a as a crew oh here, we'll just well, we'll get to that. Um, 
you can just tell. But back, mm-hmm. but like as long as you're happy and really genuinely enjoying seeing your friends, well, that just you can hear and feel that through a podcast. Yeah. So yeah. you know why change that? It's yeah. it's when you become bored with it and you feel like I got to do this in order to be get the next book. Blah blah. blah. Oh, no, that's gross. when it's like no. That's when right. someone and, should take me out back and shoot me with a confetti gun. <laughs> and everybody would know. And yeah. you would know too. Yeah, yeah. That's but, the thing. When I start getting emails of people going, hey, you're not enjoying this anymore. I'm going to believe them. Did you get any responses to that survey that were a little out there? Uh, do you know one interesting question was, because we left a section, because for my birthday, we're going to do a Q&A episode where people ask me questions and I answer them. Yeah. So we left a section and someone said, there were a lot of questions about my dating life. And huh. one of the questions was, when you get a boyfriend, will you tell us? And I, What a thing. Right. And I thought, A, Why? I've, I've had boyfriends since we've been friends. And I, and, but it has. Almost it, a steady stream, almost an alarming number of boyfriends. <laughs> <laughs> here's, here's what I wish was true. I wish, well, okay. Um, uh, you might not, you might on. not be joking. You might not be joking. Um, I, and so I do think, so no, no, nobody said anything weird, but questions like that were kind of like, oh, huh, y'all, I don't, I don't think about questions that people have about my life because I've never been anybody else but me. Yeah. So, and the answer is, I don't know when I will tell where my relationship statuses are, you know, like I haven't yet. And so I I don't know when to tell those things. Yeah. It's hard. It's hard. I think for anybody to know, because the moment you make it just, you know, Facebook official, that's not even a thing anymore. But like when you start telling your friends, there's a, you're just saying, I want to bring community into this and that's important because we're not supposed to do this, just the two of us. But at the same time, I'm also bringing the questions and the pressure and the, the expectations and all that. It's a, it's a hard, hard line. And to, to know, I don't know that anybody, I would have no idea what to do with this, but when to announce it on your own podcast is (laughs) completely, how? I mean, dear, Hey everybody, welcome to another episode. By the way, now I've got a boyfriend. Yeah. (laughs) Those are just those are just uncharted waters. Yeah, that I no don't, one knows how I don't, to do this, right? I don't. I don't think you have to make any announcements. I think it's. I no, think I it's haven't a, so far about anything about about no. my business or my personal or my church. I mean, well, I guess we do talk a bit about church life, but um, but yeah, it's really you know a funny thing happened after the uh, a relationship ended. My pastor at Crosspoint said, "I think you make a list of five people and you tell them everything." Mm. And you keep the rest and 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 just leave it at that five for a long time, just for your own heart's sake. Because two years ago-ish, I was in a relationship with someone that was known by a lot of my friends. Yeah. And so there was pressure. Mm. And so I think we're I think I'm kind of learning how do I do this in a way that's healthy that invites people in that does invite, I mean, that does invite a lot of my friends in at the right time, but what is that right time? Let's drop a really secretive kind of moment in this. If you are dating someone, that person will be on the Piper's Piping episode of the Christmas show. <laughs> so, oh my gosh. Okay. So, whoever will do that, whoever, if there is someone, if someone is around at Christmas, right, he will be on Piper's how Piping. How many Piper's Piping are there? Nine? A couple of them. I don't know. To me, in my head, when I sing that song without doing it all in order, everything's eleven. Fun. It's five. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> five papers typing. Five geese laying. <laughs> it's always so. So everyone can just hold on till eleven. Eleven pipers piping. Ten lords a leaping. Nine ladies dancing. Eight maids making. Yeah, eleven pipers piping will be if I have a boyfriend. Right now, that if it's is just someone willing to. Oh, listen. Well, don't let's not make it. But also, I want to just caveat this and let's not make it weird. So if it ends up just being like, you know, your your pal or something that's just like, oh, no, that don't be weird. Her boyfriend isn't definitely. But if there is a <laughs> single guy <laughs> who seems to be equal equal with you, that is <laughs> yeah, Piper's right. piping. Then the very special, you'll say, no, no, here's the second part of the code. And we never bring this up again. People have to never be, So people have either heard it in this episode or it never, or they will never know. Oh, this is the best. Here's how it works. Easter eggs for all of our friends. Christmas Easter eggs. I have been searching for the word Easter egg the entire time. That's right. Oh, okay. Okay. The way we'll know is here's your code. Welcome to, uh, you know, AFD. That sounds fun on, you know, special, a special episode. That's what a special episode is the word. 
So if it's just... Well, I actually said that today about this episode too. Okay. So that's not going to be the right word. So we need... Because I do... When, when they are special, I say it. So we need to think of a, a, um, another piper's piping kind of word. This is a very well-planned episode. This is a very anticipated episode. How's that? Yes, yes, yes. Yes, okay. yes, yes. We've been waiting for this episode for a long time. Yes, yes. That's what I'll say. And all of our friends who are listening right now will know, oh my gosh, but this guy means something to Andy. But also, if if you're single and that's great or you just don't want to talk about him, well then... We're just happy to right. listen to... Here's what, we'll just lay this out there. If it's a married person on the show, that's not someone I'm dating. Yeah, no. We're not even going to... We're ju- just We're not even it. justifying... Then if I, well, because then if I have someone on, if I have Matthew West on, mm-hmm. and because he has a Christmas album, and I love that dude, and people are like, oh, she said 11... Pi-. No, 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 no. It no. just means I'm single. No. It, this, just, it just means I'm single. Yeah, no. This is the Piper's Piping episode, but she did not say, we've she, been waiting a long time for this episode. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. It has to be double. The double cues have to be there. <laughs> right. If only one cue is present, a very special. It doesn't count. A special five golden. No, no, no. You've been waiting a long time for this five golden rings episode. Well, that doesn't count either. Nope. It's got That's to one. be. It is a right. It's a double lock. Yeah. <laughs> this is the best. We've really created. Now we can never. I will never mention this on social media. I'll never mention. No, nor why. When it happens in December, it will. I will not retweet it. No. Y'all, all of our, my friends can say it. I'm not going to retweet it. I'm not going to talk nope. about it. No, no. I'm just going to, I will actually also in my tweet say, 11 Pipers Piping, we've been waiting for this episode. And that's all I'm going to say. And, and our friends who were here for number 100 <laughs> will absolutely know that that man matters. Can I ask you a real question though, friend question? Are you going to, yeah. are you going to like in early November, are you going to remember this and feel nervous and embarrassed if it doesn't, if like you're single and December? Oh, I won't be embarrassed. No, no, no. I okay, won't be embarrassed because okay. no, 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 no. I, um, no, I won't be embarrassed. I think it'll be funny either way. Not that you we'll, should be embarrassed, but it's a weird public thing. <laughs> it's like, yeah, 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 yeah. Never, I mean, if my, here's what's probably true. I can't imagine that being the announcement that a serious relationship is in my house. <laughs> oh my gosh, in my house. No, no, that's, <laughs> that will not be the case no, in but my that's, life. That's exactly how I want it though. That's what I think is really funny. <laughs> it's not like I'm dating it's if, this person. Even afterwards, if I don't even talk about dating the guy and the only people who know are the 100 episode people. Oh, and they mean- And they're like, oh my gosh, I didn't even know Annie knew Tim yeah. Tebow, fill in the blank. Yeah, they're, they're registered at Williams-Sonoma. How did we even- <laughs> How did she do this? This has been a secret relationship for a year and a half, and now he's the piper piping. Yeah. <laughs> I can't wait for that. This oh. is absolutely brilliant, Eddie. Oh, that's... What, that's, what we need to do is have you on a couple of times a year just to plan Easter eggs in, epi- in future episodes that only our friends who are listening to that particular episode will uh, ever know. That makes me really happy. And so to answer your question, w- why you don't prepare on relevant, it's because you just never know. We have now <laughs> created a whole thing together. And we, if we had tried, we would have messed it up. You know? Yeah, for sure. For sure. It's like, we do need to bring this home to relevant too. We need to take this back and do Easter eggs. Oh, it's already failed. We can't. We've already thought of it. That's the problem. Oh, you're right. It's only, yep, you're right. right. It's and like that would be prepared. We're walking together and we look behind us and there's one set of footsteps. You know what I mean? <laughs> Man, I wrote the truest heart statements about the three of y'all after the live show. And that yeah. is literally what you said was you quoted footprints to me. Killed yeah. me. Yeah. By the way, that was the joke I was going to bring into the relevant podcast that I couldn't do because I just, oh, I've been it. laughing. I've been laughing about that. Did I write that to you? When did I write that? Yes, you wrote it. You put it in the comments of that picture. You said, and then I looked behind me and there was only one set of footprints. <laughs> I've been really into that joke. I probably say it at home once a day. Do you really? Yeah, I get real to hung your family? up. family? I mean, mostly to Brie. I don't know if like I don't know if even Lucy would get the nuance of it, but a, right, mostly right. Brianne. Yeah. And I really get really strangely like ticky on jokes. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I believe don't, it. I, I like it. I do too. I believe it. I like that. that, I, that you're, I've lived this enough. Yeah, yeah I have I, enough pe- funny people in my life that I'm like, oh, I know when when there's just, and I'm I'm myself included. I know when there's a shtick that is working yeah. because I hear it at dinner with our friends, and then I hear it on a text message, and then I hear it uh, on a podcast, and then I hear you know not just you. I mean, all of you know, yeah, yeah. all the comedians in my life. Do the same. Do the same. It's very funny to me. I have a friend named Corey, and Corey every once. Uh, Corey lives in Nashville. Very, very talented artist under the name. Do I know him? What's his last name? Uh, well, Corey Quintard is his full name, but his band is he is the band Volunteer, 
and they are oh, very, okay. very good. But he will always s- just smell that in the air, and he'll look at me kind of like right in my soul. He's like, "Are you mm-hmm. are you workshopping right now? Are you trying oh. to are you trying to bit on me because I've been talking for five minutes about how I wore husky jeans or something?" He's like, "Are you are you trying to think?" I'm like, "Yeah, I am." <laughs> and you have to tell the truth. You're like, "You know, you know, you know me. I am." Yeah, you yeah, know me. That's right. That is exactly right. Um, Eddie, anything else I need to know before I venture into my next 100 episodes? AFD, I would try as hard as you can't. I mean, do you want a real answer or not a real answer? <laughs> try as hard as you can't. No, well, no I, I was, thought that's what you said. I was just real. No, no, I was realizing. Yeah, give me a real answer. A real answer? I think the best thing you can do is be the most authentic version of you. And I, we, that is our favorite thing to listen to on your show. So whatever you got to do, keep doing that. You've done a great wow. job at it so far. Thanks, buddy. You've been a real gift to our podcast and to my life, and I'm really thankful. So one set of footprint stuff. <laughs> one set, see, it's funny again. It just it's happened. It's a song? No, it's just that poem oh. that people that used to see in like the terrible yes, Christian I know. Bookstores. I just thought you started singing it too. I was like, wait, wait, wait. This, someone has turned footprints into a song? I mean, it almost has to be. But I really... Surely someone has. I really want that up in my office. It's just that terrible one that had a little gold uh, like hoop yep. at the top. And it, yep. and then I looked behind me and that's when I saw one set of footprints. Uh-huh. Oh, man. <laughs> Yep, I know. It's still making me laugh. It. I've said it <laughs> said it a hundred times in the last two months. It's still getting me. Um, you know what we have to do on this hundredth episode before mm, you leave mm. is we do have to. You have to tell us what sounds fun to you right now. What sounds fun to me right now? Well, now that we've been talking about it, traveling, but more than that, yeah, um, it is summer in Florida, so we are like beach condo this weekend at New Smyrna. Pool is open. It is all outside beachy fun all the time, and we're. 40 minutes from one of the best beaches in the world and we have a pool. And so that is, and the kids are on summer vacation. So it is just pure like pajamas to beach to pajamas again. And it's, Oh, isn't that the best? Listen, a nap after a swimming pool is, there's not a finer feeling. If you're a little bit sunburned, but not the hurt kind, just the kind of crispy kind. Oh yeah. Oh man. There are a lot of those kind of combinations. Us eating a sandwich on the beach after you've been uh-huh. playing. I mean, that's just like, there's, there's certain things that only happen in summer. So I am really excited. I mean, I won't eat a sandwich for 364 days, but I will eat one the day I'm at the beach. And it'll have been in a baggie. <laughs> and it'll be, I mean, I I am I am sure. I know. That's the one time it happens. Uh, can I say the other thing that I'm really, uh, this is strange that I'm bringing this up, but like, um, you know Austin Channing Brown? Um, I do not know her personally. I want to. We're working on knowing her. Yeah. I just finished her book this morning, and I don't know that I have been so deeply uh, affected by a book in Truly. a because I really don't love it when people, everybody starts posting about friends' books. Yeah. And I'm, she's not my friend, but like, you know, in the circle. So like, every, yeah, yeah, everybody yeah, knows yeah. kind of, and I'm always like, okay, is it really good? And then you read it and you mm-hmm. hope it's good. But her book, um, it's called I'm Still Here, Black Dignity in a White World Made for, I'm sorry, no, Black Dignity in a World Made for Whiteness. That's a better title. Mm. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, I'm like, I know we're getting serious, but if we're thinking about like that book is really rattling my cage and it, and it and it should have she is an incredible writer but i would to me i think this this book falls under one of the few books that i would say is required reading for a human being truly yeah so i would read okay. yeah, afd that's a good book okay what about I'll do it what about you what are you into what sounds fun to me today? I um, stayed up too late, and so I'm going to take a little nap today. I'm a real big fan of naps. Yeah. So I came into work. I, I, I made an executive decision when I stayed up too late that I could either sleep late and work longer, or I could come into work on normal time and leave an hour early. Hmm. So I'm going to leave an hour early. And yeah, because I treat my job like a job yeah. so most days. It is a job, and I respect that. That's really cool. Yeah, thank you. And so I will, I'm going to take a nap. And then tonight is once a month I eat dinner with um, Rachel and Winston Cruz, who just had an episode a few months ago. Oh, yeah. And, and to, I get yeah. to eat dinner with them tonight. How does that work? Do you like bring over dinner or you meet somewhere? Uh, usually I just go to their house and I bring part of whatever we are going to eat. And they have part and we sit at their house. We They have two daughters. We play with the girls until they go to bed. And then we sit and talk for a little bit. And then I go home. That just it's the best. It's so nice to have. I have two families that we have like uh, three families that we have like scheduled monthly meals. And so then you and then and so you're really seeing them super consistently, Mm -hmm. but not every single week so that it doesn't feel like you have three nights a week with, you know, 
Yeah. It's not three nights a week. And it's three nights a month that I see the same families and we stay connected. And I just absolutely love it. Yeah. We do that Sunday fun day with our friends, uh, like my, my, probably my best friend, OJ here in town. Yeah. It's name's OJ. Um, in, yeah, in wow. town. Yeah. That's his, it's his curse. But every Sunday we all, <laughs> we all get together and you find yourself just like, Oh man, I, this is more of a pin in my week than anything else. Like I, yes. everything pivots around this, this moment. Cause it is really important. But I'm glad you're good. I said that to some friends. We had Memorial Day together over at um, some friend's house. And it's a couple of families that we all see each other pretty regularly. Mm -hmm. And I said, I I just can't imagine my life without the consistency of you guys and your children. Because they are so life. Kids are really life-giving to me. And so being around these same kids and, you know, for the family that has three, I'm putting shoes on one and dad's putting shoes on one and mom's putting shoes Mm. on one, you know. And I just am, I'm so grateful for consistent families that let me be a part of what they're doing. I think and enjoy being, I mean, I like, I feel like that is so. just, it, it. oh yeah. Oh, it totally is. I, I, I'm, I'm certain it is. Well, that's good. Annie, that yeah, does sound fun. Thanks buddy. You too. Hey, thanks again for being on the show. Oh, it's, it's a privilege. Thanks for letting me be a part of this 79, 100th show. <laughs> <laughs>